What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are going to be answering the questions that you left for us in uh, on Instagram. This is our December Q&A. Um, we posted two story posts about it just to make sure that everybody who had a question had the opportunity to, to sneak one in. Because um, we really wanted to give you guys the opportunity to like have your specific questions answered. Yeah. So you're the one who actually got them all together. So I haven't seen them, which, you know, I love. I love being interviewed. That's what it kind of feels like, even though you're answering them too. So I can't wait to see what people want to know. And I think we should just dive right in with the first question. Okay, go ahead. So the first question is, and this is this is like a big question. This is a huge question to be asking for oh, the geez. December Q&A. Is theory okay. or practical more beneficial for a baby witch? Oh, this could be a whole podcast. <laughs> this could be two whole podcasts. This could be a whole season. Okay, this is a really good question. <laughs> um, so theory or practice? What's practical versus what's theoretical? You know, I like how I just decided I'm going to dive in. Um, I think for me, and this is not right. I'm just saying when I started out, I think I wanted a lot of theory to back up what I was doing. Do I think now, looking back, do I think that was necessary? No. I mean, I think a lot of it has to be intuition. I think you have to follow your gut. So in saying that, you know, if your gut says, because I did have somebody say to me, you know, I just wanted, I just had this feeling like I wanted to go out and like be outside and be near trees. And I wanted to sit by a tree. And I was like, well, that's good. Like, if that's how you get grounded, if that's going to start your meditative process, then that's more important than reading a bunch of books on which is the correct way to ground or which is the correct way to meditate. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're starting to get into, let's say, spellcraft, I still think you cannot leave the practical intuition type aside. I don't think you should, but I think understanding certain things is important. So I'm basically not really answering this because I really don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's... Your answer is both. Yeah. What do you think? Um, so I have had more time to look at these questions because I had, you know, access to the Instagram post. I went back and forth about it because um, I've, you know, we talked a bunch of times about how I consider myself a secular witch. And I think that if you're going to be a secular witch, that there's a lot less theory that you need to dive into as far as like the metaphysical aspect of like, where is this all coming from? You know, how how do you get the energy from... Like, a lot of that is kind of more religious than... Or more theological, even, than necessarily the secular practice necessitates. But as I was thinking about it, um, also because I'm a Gemini with a Capricorn rising, so I'm, like, basically a librarian, I think theory is more important, especially when you start out, because there's so many things you need to figure out what you actually believe in before you start like doing magic. Because if you come into it and you're like, I'm going to be a secular witch. I I don't want to do any gods. I don't want to do any religion. But if you don't do any research, you might not realize that actually you are very powerfully called to like work with the Greek pantheon or to be Wiccan or that like some of these ceremonial magic practices actually resonate really strongly with you. So, you know, do, do you have to do a full year in a day? I'm sure you don't. I'm sure there are people who can do it super fast or you could do it in six months or whatever works for you. But I actually do think theory is more important just because like you need you need to know what you personally believe before you can do the things you believe in, I guess. So maybe I'm looking at theory differently. Like let's just take the last book that we read, right? Sigil Witchery. There's a lot of theories there on how to create sigils. If you've never done sigil magic, then being able to understand that is important. Being able to understand who you are. See, because here's the thing. I feel like my practice when I first started my life, right, just the way I was raised, um, it didn't have a name. It didn't have, I mean, maybe it had a theory, but I just saw it more as practice. And there's still things that I do today. So... You know, I don't know. I think at some point, you're right. I mean, at some point, you have to figure out who you are. And you're going to get that by understanding different theories. Yeah. But when I hear the term baby witch, I feel like 
a lot of baby witches are told, until you know this, you can't be that. And I don't think that's true. And I think it holds people back. So that's why I think yeah. I'm really torn. Do you know what I, I mean? Between You should people, do both. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you should definitely do both. But even looking yeah. at like sigil witchery, you can do sigils in a chaos magic way or in the way right. that Laura Tempest-Zakroff explains it. And there's other ways outside of that. And for me, that's like, that's a metaphysical thing. That's like, okay, well, which version of sigils resonates with me? Which one works right. for me? So I, I think that when you're starting, maybe like 65% theory and then I realized, as I said, that I cannot do the math. I do not know what the other percentage is. <laughs> but the other oh part God. of 100. Okay. 70-30. 70-30. I was just going to say, make it easy. Just round it off if that's going to confuse you. 70% 70 30, theory, 30% practice when you're starting. Okay. And I, wait, I do count you doing, like, a spell and then, like, analyzing it afterwards about, like, what worked for you and whether or not um, the spell actually worked. That's also theory, so. That is theory, yeah. 70% theory, 30% practice. Well, maybe it's just when you practice, you have to practice with thought and intention and reflection. Yeah. Right, so that, that reflection part becomes your theory and you don't necessarily have to rely so much on outside theory the year and a day you know I, I don't think a year and a day is necessarily that important I think the reason a year and a day really started was because you want to go through all the sabbats if you're mm -hmm. Wiccan I'm talking about just Wiccan um and even though we've talked about the fact that even if you're not Wiccan there's certain amounts of energy out there in these holidays that even a secular witch they, they still tap into it yeah um so I think the year and a day really is to feel it you know, to feel it a whole year. I had a friend um, years ago when she was getting married. Um, her pastor said to her, because they had only known each other six months. And I mean, P.S. They're still married. They've been married for years. Um, but he said, you know, you should go through the seasons with each other. Like he didn't think they should rush in. They should wait a full year before even saying, yes, we definitely want to get married. And I think that that's where the year in a day is kind of helpful how are you throughout the entire year before you really say and commit and start telling people, you know, I'm a witch, you know, it's not about what you know and what you don't know. But if you've never really walked the path, give yourself the opportunity to walk this path for a year and a day. Um, no matter whether it's secular or whatnot, give yourself that time to grow, reflect. So that when you say I am blank, whatever it is, however you want to identify yourself, you know it, you know it in every cell in your body. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense. I agree with that. Thank you. Wow, that was a good question. I know, like, <laughs> way to just, like, rip the Band-Aid off for q and I thought that maybe yeah. we'd get, like, something like, oh, what's your favorite part of Yule? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, thank um, you, whoever sent that in, because that was that was awesome. And I hope that we helped. And if not, like, let us know, like, send us another message and say, okay, guys, like, I'm still confused, like, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Please yeah. follow up on your Q&A questions. Um, yeah. The second question is also, it's less big, but it's still pretty big. Um, oh, how do What's you take on? the stress out of planning spells? All the colors, days, phases, overwhelming. Okay. Um because I don't care about half of those things. So that's how I take the stress out. Um, okay, so what were the things? The colors? Okay, so the colors, I like the colors because when I'm working a spell, I am very tactile, I'm very visual, right? I wanna see this thing, I wanna feel this thing. If it's a candle, I really enjoy putting the oil on there or carving into it or whatever it is I'm doing. I enjoy it, I, I like it, right? I like the feel of the paint that I used on your spell for that. Like I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm there, I'm like really present. Like I really try to meditate so that when I'm doing the spell, I am totally there. So the colors work for me. As far as the phases, what else was there? The questions? Uh, days. Days. Um, I just don't care because this is the way I see it. If I need a spell, I need a spell now. Do you know what I mean? Now, if mm -hmm. I have the luxury of time, right? Like I know this spell is not an emergency spell. I know this spell is just something that let's say I want to give it to somebody as a gift. Then 
yeah, that's when I um, I think I, we mentioned it in another podcast. The Llewellyn Book of Correspondences is awesome. Look it up there. You can look yeah. up the intention and then it'll tell you what day of the week if you don't know it. Um, I don't think this is stuff that you have to memorize. Some people do. Some people know this. I'm not that kind of person. I cannot memorize things just like that. Like once I've done it a bunch of times, it'll just be wrote. I'll just be able to tell you, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. But to know all these things deeply, I just, I don't feel that it's necessary. I think that we do the magic when we're called to do the magic. And that's when you should do it. But if you are really interested, that's a great, great book. Yeah. I've, I have like a lot of different opinions on this. And like, it's almost like I've got multiple people in my head right now. Because on the one hand, I- Gemini. Yeah, that's, that's, yes. Um, On the one hand, I completely agree. Like, I don't care. Um- I I am very much I I don't like saying it because it sounds bad, but I'm very much like a pick and choose um, kind of witch. Like I will just take whatever I think is appropriate for the spell. If I think that like oh I'm gonna use a candle, so all right, colors are probably gonna matter, or you right. know oh it's a full moon thing, so it has to happen on the full moon. Um, but like. I don't, I mean, first of all, I don't do enough spells on a daily basis that I'm, like, overwhelmed. Um, I think that that's step one is, like, do less magic. Um, If you're feeling overwhelmed, like, get comfortable with certain things slowly. Um, But then I was thinking, like, isn't it weird how, like, a lot of times witches end up, like, specialized like, you might be, like, an herbs witch. You're, you you do, like, mostly oh. with herbs. Or, like, a candle witch. Or, like, you know, a, an astrology witch. And I don't think that that happens because we, like, wake up one day and we're like, I only want to do this kind of magic. I think it happens because you get good at something. And then that becomes the basis for your craft. So, like, if you're yeah. really passionate about um, calling storms, every spell that you see, every <laughs> when all you have is a hammer every spell is going to be a nail. Um, And I actually don't think that's a bad thing. I think that it's... Nope. I think it's great for you to find aspects of magic that you're called to and that you're passionate about. And if you're going to put, you know, a candle in every single spell, put a candle in every single spell. Like, not only are you allowed to do that, but you're also probably better at it because you've been doing it for so long. So, like, let yourself have this thing that you're good at. Um... But then I was like, oh, but, you know, sometimes I, like, think about astrology and I'm like, this day is really important and so I want to make this whole, like, crazy ritual. And that's, like, when time comes into it and you're like, okay, I have six months to plan this out, picking all the pieces, figuring out the times and the the date and everything. Um, But, yeah, I think that, like, how do I make this a cohesive thought? I think that you start small. You don't put everything in all of your spells. You start small and you work your way up. And as you age and and develop into your practice, that's when you start being able to do the more complex and more overwhelming stuff on the, like a more regular basis. I agree with you. I think that far too often we are given the impression that every witch knows everything. Like mm-hmm. everything there is to know about witchcraft. You ask a witch... And she's going to know everything. And I mentioned in another podcast, I don't really work with crystals that much. I have the crystals that I work with and that's it. Now, show me a, you know, a bunch of crystals and I'm not going to tell you what they're all good for. And I don't think I ever will. That's not my thing. I'm not called yeah. to it. Um, astrology too. Like I have people who say to me, oh, I'm a this and this is my moon and this is my... And I'm just like, uh-huh. Like I... You know what I yeah. mean? Like they tell you, you get all excited and you go, well, let me tell you about this, you know? And mm-hmm. I just look at them and I'm like, okay, thank you for that. You know? And then like the laugh, like, oh, because I'm a this rising. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like I know what I am. Um, and I think I know what I am because you told me, you were like, you know, this is it. And, you know, yes. so I pick stuff up because it's about me, but I don't know that stuff. And I think you're right. I think that as we keep, we try a little bit of everything and then yeah. we decide, you know what I really like? I really like doing this. And I'm going to keep doing this. And then you're right. You get good at that one thing. So, yeah, start small. See what your thing is. What do you vibe with? What do you yeah. like to do? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, and I said this before, I'm a words witch. So I really do like sigils and 
and writing out spells and, and, and all that, you know, and then all the stuff that I use. Yeah, I like I like candles a lot. I like a bunch of things, but um, yeah, I would say just don't worry. I yeah. think the more stressed out you are, the worse it's going to be. And I say that to my students, too. I mean, in, you know, the secular world, I'm like, okay, if you're wound up that tight, you know you're going to fail that test. Yeah. I don't care how much knowledge you have. If you're all wound up about it, that's it. You might as well just not show up for the exam, you know? Um, I, I said they don't to listen to that. Classes. No, they don't listen. But I tell AP, the day before the AP exam, what I have them do, I take them through a meditation thing. I take Aww. them through a ground and center. I take them through breathing techniques because I tell them, like, if you don't relax, can you imagine That's taking so a cute. test that wound up? Like, no, we worked all year for you to bomb this thing. You know this. You've got this. Yeah. But you have to relax. You're your own worst enemy. So um, I think it's the same thing with anything you do. So if you're a witch trying to put all that pressure on yourself, no. That's it's you're stopping yourself. You're stopping what's inside of you, your light from getting out because you're like, I have to do it like this. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. You have to breathe and then let it come out. I agree completely. Now I have a real easy question for you. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. What? Scorpio, how exactly do you make your faux Christmas tree smell so delightful? No, you put that in there because you want to know. Nope. I do want to know. Yeah, somebody really asked that. I love it. So I don't know if Michael's is everywhere, but Michael's is basically an arts and crafts. um, It's a crafty store. It's not like an art supply store. It's not like a serious art supply store. It's more like a crafty store. And they sell these things called centicles, like like icicles. Scent icicles. Scent icicles, yeah. And they basically are... They're meant and they come with little hooks for you to hook them into the tree. And they're just like icicles. They're just these green long sticks. And I put them inside, like I go far into the tree. So it's not on the outside. So nobody sees it. And you can get them in different scents. Yeah. Michael's has them. And I got them from somewhere else too once. And I can't think of where. But any place that sells fake Christmas trees should sell them. And they come like in a long plastic jar. And you usually see them in the aisles. I usually put them in the aisles of like a case or whatever. But just ask. Like when you go into a store, just ask, do you carry scent icicles? Yeah. Scent icicles? Scent 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 I almost said testicles, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> scent testicles. Uh, biggest yeah. fear as a science teacher is that I'm going to say orgasm instead of organism. <laughs> like every every single time, I'm just like, organism. <laughs> yeah um that's awesome though because we did just put up our tree in uh the gemini household so i would like it to smell like a tree that'd be very nice oh get this stuff it's amazing so excited yeah somebody straight up not me asked that they care about your faux christmas tree yay thank you yeah i love my little fake christmas tree i just like don't like real christmas trees it's not like a hill that i'm gonna die on but I don't like them. You know, I've had them. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bring it into the house. You get like your hands full of like sappy stuff and then cleaning up the little needles. Like, yeah, I don't want to deal with any of that. I really don't. And like, what if there's bugs in it? Yeah, that could happen too. Ugh. Hate I it. I know. I know. Hate it. Yeah. And at least you okay. know what your tree's going to look like every single year. You're not like going out there going, all right, I kind of yes. like the one from last year. I want it to look like this. I want to- oh, my tree God. always looks the same. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deal with that change in my routine. I couldn't deal with getting an ugly tree. Yeah. No, no. I got to stop thinking about bugs. So <laughs> the next question is <laughs> how to incorporate music into ritual practice and recommend artists, music, etc. So this is a Scorpio question. Um, really? You don't incorporate music at all? No. I barely listen. Okay. So... My students ask me all the time, Miss, what do you listen to? What do you listen to? And I tell them I don't listen to music. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, no. Like, I get in the car and I put on an audiobook. If I, when I listen to music, it's like a new album came out and I listen to the entire thing, you know, 40 times through and then I never listen to it again. Really? Really. Okay, because I remember a specific trip to Salem where I was bombarded with music that you liked and I wanted to um 
I wanted to kill myself. Well, that's I, I different. I really didn't want to hurt myself. We were first of all. I played a whole like Spanish bangers playlist also. So don't, don't. But I don't even like that. I don't even like that. You suggested some of the songs. Because I was trying to like have a happy oh medium God. in there. If you really, I wanted to listen to like Sisters of Mercy and Typo Negative, but no, we're listening to like I'm not even well, gonna say the. There uh, were four you know. people in the car, and we. I know, but listened. I'm the only one that matters. You know what? You know what? You know what? Recommend some music for the people, Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So when it comes to ritual, um, or even just when I want to just create. In my mind, right? You want to raise energy. I can't be in silence. I grew up in the city, okay? New York City, to be specific. So there's never a real quiet moment. Um, Even my husband sometimes is surprised at the noise that I can sleep through. And I'm like, listen, I had to sleep through, like, cars blasting their music at 3 in the morning. Like, if you don't adapt, if you don't sleep, you'll never sleep. Like, I just grew up that way. So for me, the music has to be very specific. For the most part... I can't be singing along because that's going to distract me from what I'm trying to do, whether it's raise yeah. a circle, cast a circle, whether I'm trying to, um, you know, do a spell. So I need something that's going to give me that feeling. I have songs that for me are are winter, that are summer, that are all these things. And sometimes I'm just feeling that I when I'm driving uh, to work, especially because it's, you know, I go through the woods and whatnot. I go up the mountain and... I just want to connect sometimes yeah. and I feel that energy from the trees and from everything around. And there are certain songs I go to specifically for that. So for me, again, no, no lyrics that I'm going to sing to. Um, it can have lyrics, but that it's not going to get me to that. So the music really has to help me to get to the place that I want to go. So even if I know the lyrics, I'm not going to be singing along. So music that does it for me, Clannad, which is an Irish band. Um, and they've broken up as far as I know. I don't know. They've, they've come back together for any reason. Anya was part of Clannad. I adore Anya. Um, phenomenal. And of course, just interviewed them. Throbar de Morte. Um, these are, this is music that I can go to and it will evoke the same emotion in me. So that's the other thing. What is the emotion you want for a particular spell? Mm-hmm right? What is the emotion you want for a particular Sabbath or Esbat? If the song is in, I feel it deep within my body. That's all I can say. I feel the emotions inside. And that's going to help me transmit out to the spell, to the holiday, to anything. So that's what I'm going to say. And it can be any anything for anybody. It could be classical music. You don't have to go with, I think every time you walk into a witch shop, quote unquote, new age shop, they have the same type of music playing. And mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks that's what you have to listen to. I'm drawn to it. I really am drawn to these three particular things that I just mentioned, um, bands or individuals. Um, but, and I'm trying to think if I ever did anything else and I didn't, you know, I could be setting up prior to something and be blasting the Ramones or the Sisters of Mercy. Um, but once I'm going to get work done, it's it's got to be you know, that it, it just, it centers me, it grounds me and it gets me in the mood that I want to be in. Um, so that's really going to transcend anything else. It could be anything for people, you know, yeah. Yeah, but the, if I had to recommend, I would say try those and see if you feel a certain vibe. Um, and I'm not going to say which songs to me mean certain things because I want it to mean something to the people listening, you know, so I'm not going to, I won't go further than just say those mm-hmm. bands. I'm not going to actually mention songs um, although I might have on the podcast with Trobar de Morte. I don't remember, um, Morte. I don't know if I, if I actually said that, if I actually said the, the songs, but, but yeah, I think you should just listen to songs and see, to see if, if it gives you anything, if it gives you any kind of feeling towards something and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's good for your particular ritual or spell or whatever. That sounds incredibly that reasonable. Good? Yeah. That sounds like very good advice. And also, obviously, you guys should just listen to Trobar de Morte because we love them and we want you to love them too. Um, so let yeah, us know if you do. Yeah, and their video just came out. Yeah, Sacrifice just came out. I actually was on YouTube waiting for the day of the premiere when they You're premiered so it. Cute. I was insane. I was insane. It is amazing. And in case you're wondering, um, that was Lady Morte's, um, she put it all together. 
Jesus. It's phenomenal. And I haven't got a chance to ask her, but I'm pretty sure they recorded it at the Undead Dark Club. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that's where it was recorded. Um, it, it's just, it's visually, it's amazing. It's just, see, now that we're saying this, as soon as this is over, I'm going to have to go watch it again. Yeah. It was that good. So you should check it out. All right. You want another uh, another big question? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> um, you're both very sure of yourselves and your practices. How did you decide you were on the right path? Yesterday. <laughs> I decided yesterday. Um, first of all, thank you um, for saying that we sound sure of ourselves. I think we sound sure of ourselves. At least I can speak for me. I'm sure of myself because I'm still working on myself, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't think that I'm done at all. So I think that's why I'm confident that I know what I know up until this point, mm -hmm. because I'm learning something new every day. And I feel like I even learned and grew for just discussing these topics on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And I think who I am as a witch has changed. How I would identify myself has changed since being on the podcast. I think that I use the word witch more than Wiccan. And I think if you notice that when we did the last video for the moon serpent and bone, I said I was an eclectic witch more than an eclectic Wiccan. So I don't know what the second half of the question is. You sound, you sound so sure. How do you know you were on the right path? Yes. Um, I think I've always questioned whether I was on the right path. You know, um, I know how I was raised. So I questioned that as well. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, about 14 years ago, my dad passed away. And when he passed away, I just kind of stopped believing in anything. I just was like, I don't know. I just felt that everything was not for me. I don't want to use the word hokum. I was going to use the word hokum. Um, but I was just like, I'm done. I'm done here. I just felt that I think a lot of people feel that when somebody close to them passes, like this was BS, this shouldn't have happened. This was nope, nope, I'm not buying this. I don't want to know about anything. Mm -hmm. But slowly but surely, I came back to myself, I came back to but it's about questioning everything. So how do I know I was on the right path? By questioning every single day, every time I do something, every time I do a spell. I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, should I be doing this? I don't mean that kind of questioning, just, you know, reevaluating your commitment, for lack of a better term, commitment to being a witch. You know, why am I doing this? What is it that I do? What is it that I really believe? Mm -hmm. And I know that at one point when we did the Ferrars, I said, well, you know, I read the Ferrars and I realized, wow, have I been a witch this whole time? So I must be Wiccan. And that's a mistake. Yeah, I've been a witch this whole time. I don't need to be Wiccan. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And I think that for a long time, I worried about getting it right as far as being a solitary Wiccan. And now mm -hmm. I worry less about being Wiccan and more about being my true self, the witch self that I have always been. Does that mean that all the Wiccan stuff that I learned was wrong? No. It's fantastic to learn all this stuff. And it's fantastic to learn because the Wiccan stuff really tells us our history in time, right? Mm -hmm. um, how we went from having laws about witchcraft, banning witchcraft, to having the freedom to say what we say and to even have a podcast today. So all those Wiccan um, elders that came before us are crucial, whether you agree with them or not. And I know we've said this before, but... I think that the only way you know you're on the right path is to be honest with yourself, to reevaluate yourself and to admit, maybe not admit, but to not be afraid to say, you know what, I used to say this, but now I feel this way. Because unlike other practices or religions, we have the freedom to grow, right? There is mm -hmm. no, you know, I hate this, people use this term, but there is no witch pope. So there is no person, um, and in a yet. way... I don't think we need a witch pope. This is going to sound terrible. What did Samantha and Bewitch have? They had the, was it the Council of Witches? Mm -hmm. Or something like that? I, I almost feel that we need something like that. Um, not to set laws, but I don't know. I feel like people are using the name witch to do a lot of things that I think are not very witch-like. And then most people would agree. And I don't want to get into it now, but I feel like a lot of people are seeking 
power, mm. not seeking knowledge. And it's kind of <laughs> so, scary because they're out there. What? You're like, oh, there's a lot of people that are seeking power and not knowledge. So let's make a council of people who are now powerful <laughs> to try and fix oh, that. See, that's what I mean. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know how to say it. But okay, so maybe not a council to set laws. But like, I feel like if somebody's new to this... My biggest fear is always you're going to listen to one of these jackasses. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it outright. That's what they are. Okay. Um, and get hurt, period. You yeah. Know? Or feel I'm not good enough because this person said blankety blank, so I can't do this. Like no one should tell you you can't do that or you can't be a witch. So that's the first thing. You know, people, people like that. And people like that are out there. Okay. And there mm -hmm. are baby witches that might think, oh, this person's cool. Let me go down this path. You know, the minute you start teaching or the minute you start speaking, I feel like you have a great responsibility to care mm -hmm. for the people that are listening to you. And the last thing I would ever want is for one of our listeners to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's that's messed up. You need to find a community so that you can help each other, so that you can help each other grow. And everyone's going to grow in a different way. And you should never hold somebody back. But, you know, if they want to do dangerous things, you have to at least tell them yeah this could be dangerous okay fyi i do this but here's the caveat this is why i do it you have to do this this there should be steps to doing some things that might be considered dangerous um so how do you know you're on the right path i don't even know if i've answered that i'm on the right path because i just feel um i don't know i think it's something you know in your gut and confidence comes from i think knowing yourself more than knowing your craft because I will be I will be fully honest with anybody if they ask me what I can and cannot do and I will tell you this is what I know mm -hmm. this is what I can't do like I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm whatever so I think if you're just honest with yourself you can have that confidence to just walk into a room and say yeah I'm a witch and what of it let me tell you what I know or whatever if you really want to know does that make any sense yeah all right I don't have that object permanence um okay and what that means is, is that when I change my mind, I just kind of forget that I changed my mind and I just go with the new thing as if I, that was the thing the whole time. Um, okay. Which sometimes gets me in trouble because sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this, this, and this. And somebody's like, you literally said the opposite like two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, well, I, ch I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, I, le I learned and I grew and now I don't, I don't remember that thing anymore. Um, right. But not having object permanence really helps because I'm just going to tell you guys, like whenever we get on the podcast, whatever I think right now is what's going on the podcast. So in two weeks, maybe I've like learned a really valuable thing and it has changed my mind on the th And then I'm like, oh, hey, guys, blah, 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 blah. Um, what that sounds like is that I know what I'm doing. No. No, no I, I think it is that you know what you're doing because you, you you obviously grew from whatever you were doing and now you have a different perspective and I think that's cool. Yes, but also I am not an expert and so like my I might not be on the right path. Like four different times in my life I've changed my path. So just because it sounds like I know what I'm doing now, I don't. I'm still, you know, journaling and meditating and like having existential crises in the mirror about whether or not I'm like doing the right thing. Um, that I don't think that ever goes away. You know, you're, you're always going to look at yourself and be like, am I, am I doing this right? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? I think that's just like part of being human. Yeah, I agree. I think that, that that's the path. Your human path yeah. in life is just about, you know, doing different things and it's not like incorporating that. Um, them and the escalator floor in the airports, you can't just like get on and be carried to your destination. You have to walk the whole time. Right. And so yeah. sometimes your feet get tired and you sit on a branch, a branch, a log, you sit on a log and you're like, oh shit, maybe I should have gone down a different path, but you're already on this path. So you keep going. And then there's like a fork in the road and you're like, mm, you know what? I actually think I'm going to go this way. This is a beautiful metaphor. This is a gorgeous metaphor <laughs> for human life. <laughs> Where's okay. Robert Frost when I need him? <laughs> also, we both have Leo placements, so um, uh, yeah, I think that makes us sound more confident than we are. 
I don't know. I feel pretty confident. I mean, I think I think if you're just honest with yourself, you can be confident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the insecurities might come if I try to pretend like I'm Wiccan, but I'm really, I don't know, something else. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if yeah. you just are who you are and you just say it. And, you know, I really think that I've changed. Um, and you can probably catch it on the podcast that I've kind of changed my mind on things. But for me, it's like, okay, cool. So I feel this way now. All right. Let's go with this, you know. But as far as maybe getting to the root of how did you know you were on the right path as far as how did you know that witchcraft was the right path? Um, it, for me, it was just something that always was. And then, mm-hmm. like I just said, my dad passed and I just questioned everything. And I think maybe that gave me more confidence in just knowing, like, no, this is the right path. What I've been doing my whole life is is right, right for me. So I'm just going to keep going. And I think if we didn't have that confidence, we couldn't even do a podcast. We couldn't even like, you know, if you're going to talk to people about how you feel and what your practice is, you've, mm-hmm. you've got to feel some way about it. You know what I mean? You've got to feel confident about it. In that context, I just, I made a choice. And my entire witchcraft path is just figuring out how I can best commit to that choice. Um, because like, when I started witchcraft, it was very much a secular thing. I was an atheist at that point. It was almost ironic the way that I was doing it. Um, and there there came a point in my life where I like looked in the mirror metaphorically and I was like, no, this is real. And now I have to, I am spending the rest of my life proving to myself that this is real. Yeah. Cool. God, it's so, just deep probing questions from our audience. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Um, now that you're at the end of the second year, was this what you both expected? I, I didn't know what I expected. When we, <laughs> okay. You know what I expected? I expected it to be you, me, and maybe five people listening to us. And, and that would probably be it. Um, what I didn't expect, I, I didn't expect that the rest of which space wouldn't listen to us. Uh, don't listen to the podcast. And, you know, I, I thought it'd be kind that. of exciting. I just kind of thought, you know, I think one of the Scorpios catches it every once in a while. Um, and I'm just like, well, gee, thanks. That's, that's <laughs> swell. Um, that's the only thing I wasn't expecting. I really wasn't expecting that. Um, but I guess, no, this isn't what I expect. I didn't expect people to really resonate with it as much. Not that I didn't think they would resonate, but you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. think... It would be so awesome. I didn't think that we'd be able to interview people. That wasn't even like a, yeah. who'd want to talk to us was the kind of thing. Like, you know, would people really want to talk to us? So, yeah. um, so no, I guess we kind of just did this because we really wanted to. And yeah, I, I didn't go into it with any expectations and like, this is so, it's so neurodivergent to explain this. Um, I literally had no forethought about it like there was no long-term planning happening and honestly as much as sometimes we talk about it in my day-to-day life there is no long-term planning like it's just oh the next moon is coming so we need to record or oh we need to figure out what we're doing for this moon like there i it's head empty no thoughts i am just like I'm just following the path that is witch space, um, which for me is super fun because I'm just like discovering things. Like everything is new to me every time we do it. Like oh, we're doing interviews now. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing giveaways. Like it's just this is all discovery learning for me. <laughs> I think sometimes I'm surprised. Um, one that it's the end of year two. Like I yeah. feel like we just started this. Sometimes I feel like we've been doing this for 10 years. Really? Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like our 500th podcast. (laughs) Not in like the bad way, in the way where you just like have done it repeatedly. No, I remember the first time that I went over to your um, apartment that you're not in anymore. And we like sat there and then we did like photos and. Yeah, with our one and microphone. And was totally confused. Yeah, oh my God, that's right. We used to have one microphone and we had to like crowd around the microphone. It was so yes. funny. I couldn't even look at you because we were that close to each other. Oh my God. Yeah. 
That's so cute. Think, I'm so nostalgic now. I know. I think it's kind of cool that we've learned how to do things that we've adapted because this could have been yeah. the end of the podcast if we hadn't figured out how to do this. Yes. You know? Yeah. Now I think we'll probably never do it in person again because this is just so much easier. I agree. Yeah. I think this is how we're going to go from now on. Unless it's like a nice day and we plan to do something or whatever. Like if we're going yeah. somewhere. Yes. You know, then we Although even then, because or... recording takes a lot out of me. We're done and I'm like, I want to take a nap. Really? Yeah. My no, brain is working like... so much. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> I have so much to do after recording. So I'm always like... This is like a great way for me to start. Like it gets me mm-hmm. going and then like the rest of the day is the rest of the day. So. Will there be more interviews going forward? And how do you pick our guests? Um, it says how do you pick your guests, but like you pick the guests. So how do you pick the guests? That's true. It has been me. Yeah. Um, I definitely want interviews to go forward because I love the perspective that we get from all our guests. Mm-hmm. I also really love, like, everybody that we've chosen or that I've chosen have been people that I really admire, love, respect, whether I know them personally or not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just people that I'm excited to get to know because I want to know how they do their thing, you know, Um, because witches are so different and we've had non-witches on here as well. But how do you do your thing? I think we first decided that it would be great to showcase people from the Lower Hudson Valley. That was our first thought. We're going to interview people and showcase people from the Lower Hudson Valley um, because, you know, they're small businesses and we love them. And that's why Amy, and I couldn't think of a better person to kick us off with our interviews Mm -hmm. uh, than Amy from Otherworldly Waxes and whatever. So that was our first thought. And then, boom, 2020 happened. um, The rest (laughs) of 2020. And again, we thought... One, can we do the podcast since we can't be in the same room? And two, can we even interview people? So once we realized, hey, we can do both, then for me, the world opened up. Because then mm-hmm. I thought, wait a minute. If if everybody's home, then I might have the chance to talk to people that I would never have the chance to talk to if the world was normal. So now, if I could talk to anybody, who would I want to talk to? And that's how we got Tony, who's right outside mm-hmm. of Munich. Um, you know, uh, Lady Morte, she's in Barcelona. Like I, how are we going to interview her? We, we, we wouldn't have thought, um, in our day to day that we could do this. So I never would have thought, oh, I'm going to interview these people. It's just not going to happen. That uh, would have Monica, been like a long-term goal. Like, oh, if we right. hypothetically got famous one day, we should interview Lady Morte and then surprise global pandemic. Now you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Exactly. Monica's in Toronto. She's the closest person to us. But still, I would have thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, we could interview her at Witch Fest North next year yeah. or something like that. We would have always thought we had to do these things in person. So and we even canceled one um, because our equipment, something happened to your computer and we were like, okay, yeah. you have to cancel. And you know, and it was funny. That was like right before Corona happened. So yeah, we right like before the explosion, we like basically saved ourselves from possibly you know, being in a place where there could have been a large amount of the virus. Yeah. Well, we would have driven. So I think that would have cut it down. I think that would have helped, yeah. Yeah. But still. Um, but we probably would have gotten out to eat afterwards or whatever. It was right before. It, it was, was right before. Literally the right before. The computer conked out. Yeah. Um, I had to buy a whole so, new computer. Yeah. But, you know, and then we never rescheduled because I started thinking bigger and we have to reschedule because we should definitely interview that person. We're not going to say oh, yeah, but yeah, we definitely want to interview her. So how do I pick people? Again, people that I really, that I just, I, that I adore. That's really what it comes to. People that I really respect as far as I think that they're really knowledgeable, that mm-hmm. I think people are going to get something out of it. But if I'm being really selfish, I want to talk to them because I want to get their vibe. Yeah. And I feel like we've been so blessed because everybody that we've reached out to has said yes so far. Mm -hmm. Nobody has turned us down. And I just love everybody we talk to. Like just this year, as crazy as it's been, I feel like those, and I've been nervous, by the way, for every single interview. I'm like, panicking, yes. Yeah. um, Because I want them, one, I want them to feel that we know what we're doing. And two, I really want, 
them to feel that we are bringing out the best of them, that they are getting to, you know, really discuss what they're passionate about and to let people know about it so that they'll follow them, buy their products because we believe in them. That's the other thing. Like, I'm not just going to interview somebody because they might be kind of famous somewhere. Like if I don't really know much about you to begin with, um, if I don't really think that you're, you know, it's just because I don't know you, I'm not going to just say, well, let's just interview this person for the sake of it. So everybody that, yeah. I, that I reach out to and that I tell Gemini, like, listen, I think this person should be next is because I just get this vibe that this is just a dynamite person that we should be talking to. Um, and so far it's worked out. So we'll see. So I think while things continue like this and people are mostly home, I'm going to keep trying to reach out to people that are not local. Yeah. Um, because then when everybody goes back to their normal lives, it's going to be harder probably to schedule interviews with people that are in another part of the world. So I think that's how we're going to, you know, go for a while. And then... So you'll actually see more Lower Hudson Valley people after coronavirus than you will during. Probably. I mean, maybe people will give us the time, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it'll be harder, especially yeah. once we all can actually go out again, you know... Yeah. Even the biggest homebodies are going to just get out of their houses, you know? So. Yeah. I really like this question a lot. How do you balance work and witchcraft? I find I am exhausted some weeks and don't study or work at my practice as much as I'd like. I balance it by playing Animal Crossing. And Friday the 13th, where I am Jason killing the camp counselors. All right. So when I'm not working... And I had a life. Sometimes I would just do life. And I didn't worry about it. Do I look at the mountain of books that I have? And do I look sometimes in my decks and go, you know what I really should do? Like I should just spend a day doing X, right? Just learning more about herbs or studying a new card system, Oracle deck system or something. I kind of just like balance it out by not, not putting pressure on myself. Yes. Okay. Work pays the bills. So work is going to come first. But, and this is something that I feel teachers don't do enough of. And I know that somebody listening might say, that's not a good teacher. I work from, well, when we had the other schedule, 720 until 206. I work through lunch. I work if I'm able to during my duty period. I work during my prep. At 206, I'm no longer a teacher. Mm-hmm. It has to stay there. And that started when I, as you know, when I went back to school and I was getting my second master's, I, I couldn't. If I didn't leave school at school, there was no way I was going to be able to function. Same thing with witchcraft. I just, that just became my thing. I can be whoever I want to be after 206. Mm-hmm. And I will not grade. I will not lesson plan. It has to be done during those times. And personally, if this is going off the witch thing, if there are teachers listening, start doing that for yourself. Hell yeah. Because school works. You know why? Because we work for free a lot. We do a lot of things for free and that has to stop. We are professionals with multiple degrees. People have amazing degrees, Gemini included. I mean, she's a biochemist. Do you know what I'm saying? She's not just, I don't know what people think teachers are. We have real degrees and they're always expecting us to do more. And yeah, do I do help kids during my off periods when I should be doing something else? Yeah, but I, don't, I feel like that's within the scope of my work. I don't not have lunch. I know teachers that are like, I didn't even have lunch today because the kids were, um, you tell the kids, I tell them before all this craziness, go to lunch. You need help fourth period, which is what my lunch period usually is. Go to lunch. Give me 10 minutes. I'm going to eat. You're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the period is yours. I don't mind doing that. But if I have to go pee, I'm going to go pee. If I have to eat, I'm going to eat. You yes. know, but rest of the time, I'm at work. I'm being paid to work during those hours. I am going to work, right? Um, it does not bother me to help kids at all. But this whole idea that we have to work outside of our hours is bonkers. Because And that's the same thing for witchcraft. Leave work at work, no matter what you do, and say to yourself, what do I want to do with witchcraft? And if yeah. you're exhausted, then you have to take care of you. Do what's good for your body because once you're rested, you can do for witchcraft. If you can't do witchcraft seven days a week, who does? I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't. <laughs> okay, maybe I pull cards. I mean, maybe I, I do cards every day. All right. I kind of do. 
Maybe I skip a digit. Oh, all right. I do my daily. Okay, like, now I'm thinking. What do you do? You pull a card, you like write down what it is, and then you move on. It's not yeah. like you're sitting there in like, you know, full meditative, you know, like trance for two well, hours Well, I do do a daily day. devotion. But I do do a daily devotion. Yeah, but not for two every hours day. every day. No, it takes me like however long it takes me to say my thing that I wrote myself because, of course, and it rhymes. I just like word saying switch. it because I know. Yeah, I'm a word switch. So I do that. Um... And sometimes if I'm feeling good, I, I'll do more. And if I'm tired, that's it. And if I'm real tired, if I come home late, like when mm-hmm. we have parent-teacher conference and stuff like that, like that's it. I'm not a witch that day. Like I just can't be. So I think you have to be good to yourself and just acknowledge that we all need to work and the witchcraft will still be there. And, you know, that's also what mental health days are for. Take a day off from work and just like yeah. witch out all day. You might need that, you know, but... No pressure. You shouldn't pressure yourself. This isn't a race. Okay. Step one. Rest is a radical action. Okay. Mm -hmm. Am I going to talk about how capitalism is bad? Yes. Um, The problem that teachers have is actually the problem that everyone has because everybody is taking shit home from work or everybody Mm -hmm. is being asked to cover shifts for their coworkers because their boss didn't schedule properly. Everybody is asked, oh, you know, I know that your schedule is eight to five, but you're salaried, so I'm going to need you to stay until six. Everyone is being exploited by the capitalist machine. And so the first thing you need to do is allow yourself to sleep. Allow yourself to lay on the couch and do nothing. Allow yourself to get eight hours of sleep. If you are exhausted, you are not functional. So like step one, do not be rude to yourself for needing like literally the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy to function, Mm -hmm. right? Rest, food, shelter, water. These are your basic necessities. Do not skimp on sleep because you feel that you need to be productive for somebody else's dollar, right? Fuck that. Step two, let's let's move on from that. Um, Thing that I realized this year, especially in the pandemic, sometimes you have to make the decision to be the kind of person you want to be. And when you start that, it's very difficult, but it begins to create a habit. You did not wake up. You you didn't come out of the womb doing daily devotionals, right? You had to build that habit. And so for me, one of the things that I really wanted to do, I think I started this at the end of last year, I wanted to read um, like nonfiction books. I wanted to read like, let's be real, some of them are self-help books, but some of them are, like, teacher ed books. I wanted to read nonfiction books. But I had to sit down and be like, all right, I have to spend, like, 15 minutes a day. Or I have to spend 15 minutes today doing this. And then, hey, if it if I like it, maybe I'll do it more. But you have to, you have to build a habit. Um, daily card readings are great for building a habit. Daily devotional, great for building a habit. But if witchcraft is important to you and you want to be the kind of person who does witchcraft every day, you have to build that habit. Um, I really like like um, like check boxes. Like I like keeping track of things. So mm. um, for, for Nano, I like for National Novel Writing Month, which is a thing I do every year. And it is the first year ever that I've ever won it in 15 years. Woo! Um, Woo! I, I checked off every single day how many words I wrote. If I wrote zero words, I wrote it down. And then the next day I came back and I was like, all right, zero, I got to do better. Keep track of what, what you're doing every day, right? If you're doing a daily devotional, write down your card every day. Because allowing yourself to build the habit is what makes you the kind of person you want to be. Like none of us wake up and just are witchy. We all have to build the habits. And if you aren't conscious of what habits you're building – you end up with like, oh, yeah, I scrolled Instagram for five hours today. Or, you know, I laid on the couch instead of working out. If these things are important to you, you have to show yourself that they're important to you. You have to allow yourself to do them. And sometimes that means forcing yourself to do them. But eventually you build that habit and it is no longer exhausting to do. Excellent. I agree 100%. But also like take a goddamn nap. And leave when you're supposed to leave. Like, I I have PTSD from working in industry because my office that I worked in, like, 
didn't would not let you leave at five. Like they would do everything on God's green earth to make it so that you still had to be in the office after 5 p.m. And I remember my supervisor being like, oh, you know, you're you're we doing my annual review. She's like, your review is great, but like we really you're we really need to make sure that you're you're getting everything done. So we think it'd be better if you, you know, you stayed a little later. And I was like, my review was really great. Why can't I do these things during the workday? Right? Why is it a problem that I'm leaving early? And she had no answer for me because it wasn't a problem. It was just her trying to squeeze productive hours out of my life. So like take a nap, everybody. Yeah, that was always, um, they always told you, like your bosses wouldn't tell you, but like your coworkers would tell you, like, just mm-hmm. make sure, like, you know, you don't leave before 530. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. My work is done. Yeah, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good that I'm productive. You know what? You know why it doesn't look good? Here's another thing. Here's another hot take I've got. I'm on a roll yes. today. I feel like a lot of people are incompetent. So we have to make them feel good by staying late. Like, no, bitch, I finished my work. Like, I'm going home. Like, if that other person, talk to them. Why can't they finish? I remember on Wall Street, I took over somebody's job. Um, I forgot why I took the job. And they said to me, oh, that person left. And they said to me, oh, nobody who takes that job is ever out at five. So I guess good luck leaving at five. Took me two days to figure out all the moving parts. I was mm-hmm. out by five every day and my work was done because I had to like balance something at the end and they yeah. always had all my stuff. Click, click, click. Here it is. Um, it's all done. They're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, because I'm not an idiot. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you. Like, you know, organize your yeah. day, figure out what your job function is and get it done. So I think that that's where that comes from. This feeling of we can make the incompetence look incompetent. So everyone has to stay late to make it show. Like, I really think so because you know, people aren't working. I wouldn't work. I would stop yeah. my job. I'm like, do you want me to leave at 5.30? I'd sit there. 5.20, I'd get yeah. up, start organizing my things, and then I'd leave at 5.30. Now I made you happy. Why? I'm done. I've been done since 4. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just do your job. And I used to tell people who worked for me, I'm like, just do your job. I don't care. Like, you can leave. Yeah. Just do your job while you're here. You know? Like, yeah. you don't have to pretend this is taking you all day. I know how long it takes. It takes 10 minutes. Yes. Um, this is our last question. Oh, Okay. You mentioned your coven is made up of folks who didn't want to be in a coven. How would I even begin to find open folks like that? Basically, you don't. You you clearly state and tell the universe that you don't want to be around people, and then a coven will come to you. Yeah. Um, you just make friends with a Scorpio, and there she knows so many people, and she keeps a little black book with, like, the people in it, and she's got all their secrets. And then what she realizes is is that some of your secrets line up. And so she invites you all over to hang out. And you realize that, oh, we're all actually witches. And then you're friends. And then you realize, oh, we're friends because we're in a coven. So let's just do coven stuff together. And then after that, you start a podcast. (laughs) And that's that's all it takes. Now, um, you know what's funny when you say secrets? People do tell me their secrets, by the way. Which is really bizarre. Like when I meet them, I'm not talking about like as obviously when you get to know somebody and mm-hmm. you trust them and your friends, you'll tell each other things. No, I mean like I'll meet people and they just like spill. They just like to tell me things. I love and it. And it's really, dis- no, it's disturbing as fuck. Okay. Why are you telling me this? Like, I don't know you. Like, why are you saying this to me? Like, isn't that? So anyway, so yeah, people do tell me their secrets. The thing is, I don't really divulge secrets. Um, if you tell me it's a secret, that's different. If you just spill crap, then I feel like I'm at liberty to just spill right back. You know, like. You're like a fey creature. <laughs> like, you need to be very specific yeah. with you. Otherwise, the contract doesn't line up. Yeah, because here's the thing. Like you, I like to talk shit. So if you don't tell me, like, this is a secret, this is something really personal to me. You don't have to say the word secret, but you say this is something really personal to me. Then yeah, I'm not saying anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like sitting over a mimosa and you just tell me stuff, like I'm telling everybody I know, like you're not going to believe the crazy day I had. <laughs> like this crazy person just told me. Um, I think, but the seriousness is, I think don't look for people to be in a coven. I think if you have good friends, yeah. like maybe mention what you're into. Maybe ask them if they want to read a book that you're reading. Maybe tell them to listen to Witch Space, you know, ask them what they think. And if they kind of feel like this is cool, hang out Mm -hmm. with that one person, you know, and you can be a coven of two. And then, hey, you know, I know this other person, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people will gravitate toward you. They're not all going to be good people and you're not going to want everybody in your coven. Even if they're, even if they are good people, they may not mesh with everybody else. I know exactly who to say, because I think I invited everybody 
So I think I know who will get along with somebody else and who will add something. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of invite people. And so far, again, no one has said, oh, please don't invite that person or let's not do this or don't ask them back or something like that. Mm-hmm. We've never had a situation like that. And then, you know, we usually just, I usually just send a text and I'm like, well, welcome to the coven kind of thing. Let's just kind of become like a little joke. But I think yeah. as we've progressed and gone forward, I think we do know that it's not all fun and games. And if we needed each other, I think that I could count on everybody who's there, except for one Scorpio, who's just like, you yeah. know, if she picks up the phone. Um, but it's okay, because she's not going to hear this, because like you already mentioned, nobody listens to us uh, from which space. So uh, that's that's my one Christmas thing. Could everyone just listen? You know, I'm saying it like they're listening to me now. Could they just like listen? It would just be nice if they listened. You know, just say it. Um, but I think that that's yeah. the nice thing about about it. So I would say, talk to a friend you can invite more friends and then you set the terms of what you think a coven is and that's it. And I think the coven for us is, you know, if they don't want to, if they don't want their identities divulged, they're not. Um, Everybody's free to talk and to ask questions. And I think that if one of us was in a bind, the other, the others would, would be there. And I think that's it. And I think you already have whoever's listening, whoever asked, you know, you already have people like that in your life. It's just, they may not all be witchy and that's okay. You know, and you could just yeah play it by ear. So, yeah. You also don't need a you coven. Don't. It's, it's the aesthetic a lot of the time. Like, I cannot stress enough. We are not, like, having these in-depth, crazy rituals where we're all, like, in costume and veiled. That's because like, nobody wants do to. Do I would do that. Yes. I would totally get up in a costume, and you know that. I know it's not needed and we're not going to do it. Scorpio would love to do that, but we're not. This, this is the point that I'm making. Like, we're a fun coven. We're a cool, hip coven. We hang out with each other because we're friends. You do not need a coven. No. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, you don't need one to be a witch. But I understand that it can be lonely. You want to talk about what you're doing with people yes. without having to explain what everything means. You know what I mean? Like, it's just nice to be able to say, I did a spell for... Or, you know... Oh, absolutely. But you don't need a coven for no, that. No, you don't. But I think people... You're right. It's the aesthetic of saying, I have these people. So I think it's just a collection of witchy friends can be your your coven. And yeah, you... Get a group chat first and then worry about whether or not it becomes a coven. Yeah. I, that is, I think, the correct set of yeah. steps. And like we've always said, beware of... Well, now mostly online covens, but just be aware of covens, you know. Um, you shouldn't have to change who you are to be accepted as a witch. Um, if you really want to follow a particular path and the way to do that is to be initiated and to follow the steps to move up, then yes, then you should do that if that's what you're called to do. Um, but I guess we've always been of the mindset that you don't you don't have to and you should never be intimidated because someone tells you they have a title mm-hmm. and you don't. Um I, I really don't, I don't believe in titles. I really don't. It, it means that you, you follow that. And for your group, that title is incredibly important. But to go out into the world and then yeah. say, I am a, I don't care. And neither will other witches. Yeah. So don't worry about it. You know, um, if you really want a coven and if you want a coven and you know you want to follow a particular path like Alexandrian or something like that, and you don't know where to start, you can reach out to us and we can reach out to people in the area that you're in and we can see if there's a mm-hmm. coven, if that's what you want to do. But as far as just starting one, um, I think Gemini's right. Just just don't don't worry. Pick your friends and, and see if you become a coven. And don't expect them to listen to your podcast if you have a podcast. And then you won't be disappointed. I kind of am not mad that they don't listen to the podcast. It's just, you know, sometimes they ask questions. And I have said, didn't you hear the podcast? No. Sometimes we answer their questions. I'm not speaking to some of these people. If they're going to like start asking me questions that we <laughs> actually talked about in the podcast. Okay. That's the stuff that makes me cuckoo. Okay. So they won't listen to the podcast, but yet we actually, do these virtual classes. I was in a virtual class with some of them a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh, you, you set time apart to do this. Virgo should, should listen she to the podcast. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Virgo, like the Scorpios, I understand I get, I can understand why, but like Virgo, Virgo should listen to the podcast. That would actually be helpful. I'm just, no. Yo, Virgo. She's not listening. It doesn't listen matter. It doesn't matter. 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that sound out of the sound file, and I'm gonna send just that sound to her. You should. You should do it in the in the text. The, I'm gonna send it in the group chat. It's just gonna chat. say we're getting together soon, so do that. Virgo, listen to the podcast. Yeah, just an, an annoying group chat. Yeah, and that's it. Explaining to everybody what they have to do before the meeting. Oh my god, yeah. There's a lot of steps. Um, this is it. That's our last question for our December Q and A. Nice. Well, thank you to everybody. That was this was fun. I really love that our audience like picks questions that are going to get us to just talk indefinitely. Like there, that was a very good set of yeah. questions that we had. Yeah, it was. Thank you for that. Anything we need to talk about? Yes, we do. So Moon Serpent and Bone. Yes, we do. Moon Serpent and Bone. Um, what do you call it? Marketplace on the eighteenth. Right? It's the eighteenth. Yes, the eighteenth, yes, December eighteenth. So confused. Starting at six Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can go online to Moon Serpent and Bone. We will have a little video there talking about, um, well, it's kind of a two-parter. So that's going to be part one. Yes. Our video is going to be uh, quick spells to witch your way into the new year. And I think we're going to talk more Yule things, I think, on that one. New year stuff, but like some Yule things mm-hmm. and some spells, quick and easy spells. And then part two of that will be on the Full Moon podcast where it will be devoted to witching your way, quick spells to witch your way into the new year. Yeah, so yes. Try to catch uh, part one. We're not going to be as crazy because we're not getting together for um, this one like we did for Sarwin. I did. I specifically said I was not going outside. It is too cold <laughs> to go outside. It was also a lot. Like I would love in the future to be able to do these elaborate um, videos for each mm-hmm. one of the greater Sabbaths. Like that would be awesome. Yule's not a greater Sabbath, but maybe all the Sabbaths then. Um, but it was a lot. Like, even if the weather was warm, I'm just like, it's, it's too much. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. But we are super excited to get to participate and definitely catch both our video in Moon Serpent Bone and the final podcast of 2020. Oh my God. I would say good riddance, but you know, the podcast I'm just is wiggling. Just, she's just wiggling. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I mean, like, 2020 sucked, but also 2020 was a really good year for Witch Space, yeah. so. Eh. Yeah, I know. And um, we'll have a ton more cool stuff coming next year. Yeah, and we hope that, you know, Witch Space was able to make your 2020 just a little bit better, or at least in the moments you were listening to us, we hope. Yeah. Um, keep reaching out to us, Instagram, at Witch Space Co., or via email, witchspaceco at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love responding to you. I love when you post us in your Instagram stories and then I get to repost them because it just makes me feel special. Um, Thank you to Sean McShane for our intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.